<laughs> okay. Three. Okay, we're going. No countdown needed. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Cheap Shot Discussions with Dallas and Caden. Yes. And we're oh. here. We're here doing the oh. talking into these sticks. Oh. If, sorry, we watched a bunch of old Mad TV episodes last night, and one of my char- one of the characters that I really enjoyed, I forgot existed, came on, and that was like their whole shtick was. Oh, yeah, that's a good. <laughs> I miss that kind of comedy so badly. Yeah, back when uh, comedy was fun. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm drinking again, everybody. He is. Here I am. Um, so this should be a better episode than what you've been listening to. Maybe. I'll probably know. say some really offensive things and oh. and <laughs> hurt people's feelings, but that's okay. It's okay. Everyone's feelings are already hurt because the goddamn Nationals won. And if you know anything about the Nationals, they suck. So, it's interesting how they won. I think it's funny that they got put on uh, MLB The Show 19 as the cover. You know what I think? Player, and then they won. Do you think it's probable that they put them as the wild card because they knew Trump would go to one of the games to get the booing? Do you think it was a... You don't think it was a political thing? No. I think it's... There's some sort of fuckery going on there. I... Just I, like how every every time I mean, the Patriots, like, I can't speak for Trump specifically, but it's pretty common for presidents to attend at least one World Series game. Sure, but I think the only reason he attended was because it was in D.C. and they knew the only way they'd get him to go to one is in D.C. and they could use that as media leverage. That's my guess. I don't want to get too political today, but I just thought it's possible. I, I don't know. I know Obama's thrown out a couple of first pitches, and so did Bush and. Dude, Obama actually uh, said something I agreed with a couple days ago. Real, like, I commend him for saying this. He went on social media, or he was he went on this uh, talk panel thing, and he said, "You know, it doesn't make you an activist to go on these TV shows and make fun of the other side." And I was like, "Holy shit!" Like, I totally agree with that. Yeah. And he was talking about activism doesn't include getting on social media and ridiculing people to believe that the way that you want to believe. He's like, that's not the way you come about change. And I 100% agree with that. So hats off to you, Barack. Hussein Obama. Uh, That's his name. It is his name. (laughs) His name is just when you said it. Uh, Yeah. So, you know, I I don't think that, um, if anything, like, you know, most major league sports... Especially when it comes to, like, the final test, the Super Bowl, or the NBA championship, or whatever. They're usually, they've got, like, somebody on the payroll pulling strings behind the scene. Um, I, if, if the Nationals were rigged to get into the World Series, I don't think it had anything to do with Trump. I, just, I think it more just had to do with the fact that the Nationals wanted a title. Yeah, I got wrapped up in that for so long. It's like the Patriots. Have you noticed every time the Patriots win the Super Bowl, we go to war? 
It's either we go to war or we end a war. It's one of the two, but it happens every single time. I wouldn't know. I don't pay attention to football like yeah, I don't at either. all. At I don't. all. I couldn't tell you who's won the Super Bowl in the last 10 years. I couldn't either actually. I couldn't tell you at all. Um Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what like I know what a football looks like. <laughs> but <laughs> Like, nowadays, they're more about their shoes and, like, the glamour side. Like, I can honestly... Okay, I'll say this. I respect old school football. Like, all the old school, like, when it first started, and it wasn't all about the, like, glamour and fame and all of that, I could get behind it. Same with basketball, right? Basketball, actually, when it was about the sport and not about the branding and, like, the fame and... Yeah, I mean, you go back to 80s... Yeah, any any sports that was before before it was like you could buy a jersey of fucking dingus schlong and wear it on you and just and I was like I paid two hundred dollars for this jersey that says LeBron on the top like dude I'm great I I'm still gonna buy an Angels jersey yeah I, I don't care what you think about that well you can do what you want because it's free country. Yeah, and I will. I will do exactly that. Um, I don't know. Like the people, some people get way too overboard with sports. I think some people oh, like paint sure. their cars, like paint the side of their car with their team stuff. Especially if it's a college team. Like, what the hell are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah. So I saw this whole thing about um. You know they they release like. I, I don't know what the uh, NFL version is of it, but they release, like, the game every year, right? Like, 2K19, 2... Is it still called Madden? I don't know. That fucking guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's really quite simple. Uh. Yeah. Uh. Uh, John Madden here with a quick pop popcorn popper. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway. That guy's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> I don't know how he's still the name of freaking. Anyway, um, I don't know what it's called for the NFL, but uh, I guess there's like an NCAA one that's being proposed. And oh, the, Jesus. Well, so I've actually looked a lot into this. Um, the biggest issue uh, I personally have with it is these, yes, these college athletes, they get a free education, but, like, they don't see anything else from the use of their likeness. Yeah, they make like, so much money, too. Let's like, see much- that, that, if that game actually is a real thing and it's not just an internet hoax, they're going to produce that, make millions off of it, and none of these athletes are going to... How much do college football games make? I want to know this. Eight billion a year. Yeah, and then you're gonna add a a game. That's just a nonprofit association. Yeah. So. So like Jesus, the thing I saw was like one of my friends. He's super into football. I don't understand it personally. He probably doesn't understand why I'm into baseball the way I am. But, uh, 
like he posted a thing about like oh you know like this is getting ready to come out i'm not leaving my house ever again (laughs) and i was like uh okay but when you listen to the debates about it like these college athletes yeah they get free college out of the deal but they don't get anything else yeah who gives a shit about the free college ncaa football uh 20 uh you know, do like, you have to play all four years? Is that how that works? <laughs> I don't know how it works. Like, if you get a scholarship, do they make you play all four years? I I think so. Yeah. So you get unless a, you get picked up by a pro, pro team and then move on. So you get thirty thousand dollars of college paid for, or forty thousand, or whatever, and yeah. then you get traumatic brain injury and no and, pay. And they're allowed to put your name on the cover of a football game or your likeness on the cover of a football game and then or sell magazine. Millions sell millions of copies, make probably a billion dollars or so off of your image, and you don't get to see a dime from it. Good. That's fine. It's not a real sport. (laughs) Don't give a fuck. If they're dumb enough to go get their heads cracked, let them do it. Okay. Well. No, but seriously, though, I agree. Yeah. I think they should be paid in accordance. Like, it is a dumb fucking sport. Let's be honest. Even the people that like it will agree it's a dumb fucking retarded sport, and that's fine. Yeah, but and, and they sell they do jersey sales too. They do they like sell at, jerseys at, at the at um the college bookstores and stuff. You can go buy a player jersey, like a specific player. Does that really? player see it? Yeah, that player doesn't see a dime of that. That's ridiculous. Yeah, how much do you think? Do you think any of the money went to the Angels when you buy like merchandise for them from them? Like any of the players? The players, uh, in a roundabout way, yes. Kind because, of. Because, like, they're under contract for okay. from the organization. Like, they're they're under a contract to get paid, like, uh, $10 million a year or whatever yeah. per season. And I buy this $5 baseball that's got their logo on it. That that is going directly to the organization, which is paying them. Do you think sports so. should be even involved in school? How do you mean? Do you think that there should be teams that are publicized and marketed for the college to profit from? Uh, and, I mean, if you think of what no. sports are for, right? They're to distract people. They're to keep people entertained or, like, keep people occupied. Why the fuck would you want to keep people distracted and occupied when they're supposed to be focusing on school in the first place? Community? Bullshit. It creates division. <laughs> Look I, at this. Yeah. I don't think it should, uh, especially higher level education. I don't think it should be part of. I wanted to, I wanted to kill like four people when the BYU and U of U game was coming on, because every everyone took up the highways and I was pissed off. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god! I literally I remember that. I literally had to go to a bar after I got home from work because I was so pissed off at the traffic. I went to a bar and I just sat in there by myself. Ordered a sign of 801, drank it in like two minutes and left. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, like, my this, the college I'm going to, the university I'm at, isn't the greatest. But I'm proud of myself for finally being at a university level of education. Yeah, that's cool. So that's why I bought this baseball. No, that's I think that's fine. I think it's it's commemorative, but... I mean, are you going to continue to go to all of the WSU games when you graduate? No. Exactly. I it's don't like, go to any now. 
I feel like all these 50, <laughs> all these fifty year old men still want to live in adolescence. They're like going to these games, being like, "Oh, do you have a kid that goes here?" Like, "No, I just support the team." <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, get the fuck yeah, out yeah. of here! What are you doing? Yeah. No, I don't even go to any games now, dude. I made bank in high school because I went to these dumbass football games and i sold bracelets for a dollar yeah. i was in the business professionals of america we got in our suits we walked up and down the thing and sold freaking wristbands i we made hundreds dude we made hundreds of dollars from these dumb fucks yeah no i i mean i'd be on the admin side i'd be on the the ticket selling side no problem so for for me um probably outside of um Pro baseball and semi-pro, like, triple-A baseball. The only way I'll go watch a sport is if my kid, when I have a kid, is competing in it. That's fair. That's about it. I think that's fine. I just don't understand the guys that are 50, 60 years old who have nothing to do with the college anymore are, like, obsessed with it. Yeah. So, like, yeah, exactly. And if my kid was a, a player at that college, I'd go support him. But it's not because I'm, like, a fan of the college, you know? Right. What if your kid wanted to be on, like, the swim team or something, though? Cool. Like, dude, the swim team. Michael no, I'm Phelps. I'm just kidding. I think the swim team's cool. The swim team, are, I guarantee they're in better shape than uh, football players. They're going to last longer than football players. And when I say in shape, like, people think because, like, you're big, you're in shape. is not the case at all. Michael Phelps is going to live longer than uh, most, I almost said, most I almost, everyone else. I almost said Joaquin Phoenix. Uh, uh freaking lynch whatever his dreadlock oh, fucking guy yeah marshawn lynch marshawn lynch gonna live longer he is michael phelps is like because it's it's all about cardiovascular conditioning yeah and these guys like think because they get they get fat as shit so that they can just be tanks and just plow into each other yeah it's dumb. It's a yeah. dumb sport, dude. I fucking hate it. I think I've said that on probably how many episodes we have? Like thirty. <laughs> probably said it on like twenty-two episodes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I I don't like it either. And if my kid wants to play football, especially when they're younger, I'm 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 not gonna let them just because of the the TBI aspect of it. You know, like depends if I know the coach. I'll no, like, no. I mean, even then. You know, like you're sitting here talking about traumatic brain injury that can happen at any age, dude. This you is put what him I'm in a Pop him. Warner football league. This is what I'm going to tell him, eh, Dad. I want to join the football team. Like, cool. And I call up the coach, and I'll be like, "You're going to make him do double drills, and you're not going to let him play, and you're going to do that for the whole season, and see how much he wants to fucking play afterwards." <laughs> And I'm going to be behind the scenes doing it. I'm not even going to tell him until he's like 18. <laughs> and then you lay it on him then like, yeah, the reason you didn't play son is because I told the coach not to let you. <laughs> and the reason you had to do double drills is because I also told him that. Like, dude, I'm all for like, go do what you want, but I just don't see the benefit of doing football at all. Well, you get a great scholarship doing soccer. Soccer, you're running, like you're not going to really get hurt. You can, but it's not slamming your head into another dude's head. Yeah, and and that's my biggest thing is like you have these like peewee teams out there, these Pop Warner football teams where like you've got 8-year-olds to 14-year-olds out there running around tackling each other. 
It's, yeah, it's, and it's, and you know, a TBI can happen to a one year old. It can happen to a six month old. It can happen to a ninety year old. It can happen to a twenty. Like it, it doesn't matter. You yeah. fucking you hit your head hard enough. Would boom. you respect? Would you respect football more if it was like touch football? Like you just touch people for a tackle type thing? Um, like if it was more strategic like that? Maybe. I mean, it would definitely be harder to call plays that way, but. Like the whole aspect where like like concussions and repeated traumatic brain injuries and stuff is just, I mean, I I worked in a neural rehab. I've worked with people with TBIs, dude. That yeah. like TBIs, people throw around concussion and TBI, and they don't fully understand like what that looks like on the other end. Yeah, I've taken care of people that have had like severe TBIs. And their spouses will look at me and be like, this is not them. They're never this aggressive. They're never, like, you know, uncooperative like this. You know, like, I've had grown-ass men try to bite me because of a TBI. Because they don't want to stay in bed, but they've also got a broken leg that happened with their TBI. And now, you know, I'm just some asshole telling them that they can't get up. Yeah. You know, like... Dude, I know how we solved the problem. Okay, look, get rid of all the sports at colleges. Get rid of all of them and then get coliseums. And it's fight to the death between two teachers. And then what you do <laughs> is people like flock to it and pay shit tons of money. And then all that money goes to the salary of the teacher. To, you, to the one teacher that wins? Yeah, because then you get a 2-2 thing. Like you're paying the teacher a decent salary and you're satisfying the sports aspect of it. <laughs> Like, <laughs> that sounds crazy, but it would solve it would solve two problems in one. Uh, I don't see many academics signing up for that kind of life. <laughs> Probably not, but if they had to, I mean, if if every school got on board, oh man, you get a committee and an association, the National Gladiators Association. I mean, we had American gladiators at one point, but that wasn't the same. No, what I'm getting at is, and I'm drunk, but that's okay. We need to find a way to pay teachers more. And we need to find ways to take away from these stupid ass sports and pay teachers. That's what needs to happen. And it's not happening. Because then my my dumbass kid goes to school and comes out the other end still a dumbass. Because the teachers are paid shit. And then they're like, oh, fuck it. I'll just read out of the book. I'll, yeah, I'll just send him on up, pass Dude, him, pass it, him along to the next guy. Imagine if teachers made as much as athletes made. Like, oh, did you hear Mrs. Jemima? She signed a three-year contract for $25 million. Jesus Christ, that's crazy. I want to be a teacher when I grow up. Yeah. Like... And it, and and the the rigors of becoming a teacher are already pretty high, but they'd probably be even higher in that circumstance. Yeah, it'd be competitive. You would get the the competitive academics that go after that because no one wants to be a teacher. I think it would be really satisfying mm. to be a teacher. Personally. Heather's a teacher. Maybe we should have her come over here. That would and be talk really cool. That would be really cool. I think uh, make the, her uh, and she'll drink cocktails with us too. So the idea of being a teacher, um, more people would want. To, I would I would really like doing it. But the only reason that it disqualifies me from doing it is because there's no exponential amount of money in it yeah like you're not going to come out the other side like rich and that's not all that matters but no it it, it doesn't matter i'm i mean 
I don't know. Heather and Paul, I don't know what their salary looks like. They seem to be doing okay for themselves. Yeah. She's a teacher. I don't fully grasp what his job is at Snowbird, but... He's a hitman. <laughs> you think so? He could be. We would never know. How else would he know Brian? <laughs> I think Brian's the hitman. Could be. Paul's just upper, middle to upper management. Would you be surprised if, if Paul was CIA? Like you just found out one day? I mean, I would be taken off guard, but I wouldn't like, I don't know if it drastically changed my relationship with him. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be really weird. And then like right when he finds out, they just move. Like you find out and he's like, we got to move. We're compromised. <laughs> well... That would be unfortunate because I really like Heather and Paul. Oh, it dude, would explain was... why he's so good at secret Hitler, though. Oh, that's true. <laughs> That'd be crazy if they send Brian to protect Paul because he's CIA. Or he's like, like no. every time somebody's getting close, that's why Brian shows up. Yeah, or or if he's in the witness protection program because he like did something fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> he was like the real uh, Walter White. Like he just was a meth dealer. <laughs> he turned his partner in. So they sent a sentiment of witness protection. And like, your name's Paul and your name's Heather now, okay? Is that what happened at the end of Breaking Bad? Um, so that it's just a fucking phenomenal film. I'm, but um it, it it was a good series. I watched a fair majority of it and then I got deployed and I just lost track of it. And if you guys you guys might like Better Call Saul more, because that's prequel to it it takes into account jimmy or uh like saul goodman yeah the lawyer it shows how he became he was like a failed lawyer his brother was like a a respected lawyer he wanted to be a lawyer and then uh he eventually like transitions into crime law and like gets involved in the crime but yeah it kind of ends in i don't want to spoil breaking bad for anyone out there because i mean it's still a fucking phenomenal show to be fair, though, it's been out for, like, a while. It has been, but it also... Um, I mean, I'll just say this. It ends, like, crime never pays. It doesn't end good. <laughs> so... Isn't that kind of how The Sopranos ends, too? I haven't watched all of The Sopranos. I don't know. I've watched, like, three seasons. And I know I the was... ending of The Sopranos really pissed people off. And I never got into The Sopranos because I didn't have HBO at the time. I think your wife would really like it in particular because half the storyline's from the perspective of a therapist. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Maybe she would. We'll have to look into that. Could you beer me? Beer you up. Yeah. Sweet. Um, yeah, dude. Like, uh, uh, there should be a yard sale in there, too. But yeah, that'll work. Um. Oh, speaking of beer, it's five percent day. Yeah, it's five percent day in Utah. That's not big news to the rest of the country, but that's big news here. Yeah. So here in Utah, they um, traditionally, I think beer's three point two percent. I think that's a three point two percent beer. Yes, it is. And now they're. Five? Is it five or four point eight? They upped it to five. Okay, so it's five dot now, which is huge. That's like you only have to drink one beer to basically have two. Yeah. 
Yeah. So it's a pretty big deal. Yeah, yeah. Um, it saves a lot of people. It saves drinkers. All it really did was punish people who drink. Yeah. That's really all it did. Yeah. And like, yes, there are the people. Like, we went to this Best Buy today. I'm going to shit my pants because there's so many, like, alcoholics everywhere. Like, there's those type of alcoholics, but then there's people that drink up in, like, Cottonwood Heights. <laughs> <laughs> that just want to get a decent beer that don't have to go to a liquor store and wait in a fucking line yes. that wraps around the... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's a different difference between South Salt Lake and here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Big difference. Even downtown Salt Lake. Do you go down, downtown, downtown very often? Maybe once a month. Okay. Like City Creek area, that yeah. skyscraper part. Yeah. There's like people just fucking yelling across the street. And they're like, I don't know, man. Alcohol is one of those drugs. It's not one that like you like, you know, break into your whatever's house and fucking kill people. It's more the type of drug that it's like, oh shit, I'm forty and I don't own a house yet. It's that type of drug. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And especially in Utah, it's so expensive. Like a six pack of beer costs thirteen fifty, fourteen bucks. At a liquor store, a full price. Oh, yeah, yeah. And at a liquor store, yeah, not at now, the grocery store. Now you can go to... I bet you they have Sam Adams at Smith's now. And Yeah, I saw a picture on online today. Somebody took a picture of the stock room at one of the grocery stores. I'm not sure what it was, but it was like all of the beer, and it was like wrapped in red plastic wrap, and it said not to be displayed until November 1st on it. Oh, I'm so excited to see what that's about. <laughs> i'm gonna have to this will have to be my last drink because i'm gonna go get a pizza anyways after this but i might i might stop in the smith's just to see what's in there yeah yeah i kind of want to see if they have uh i i do like sam adams that's one of my favorite beers so are you drunk right now um i'm not like drunk drunk but i'm like this is my th- third no this is my second no this is my third isn't it yeah so that's six drinks and my tolerance isn't like isn't what it used to be. I'm just fucking happy to be drinking again, dude. I really am. Well, we can probably sustain off of what we've got and just buy the beer tomorrow. Oh, I don't want to buy the beer. I just wanted to see. Oh, well then we could go see tomorrow. Yeah. I don't know. Well, either way, I'm getting a pizza, so that's that's my main priority. You going to Little Caesars or something, or um, maybe or you I might have it delivered. I might even go like I mean it's it's only seven thirty, so I might even wait and then uh, go to Marcos. When do they close? One. Fair enough. They're actually a decent. I would rank them higher than the. They're not quite at the pie. I think the pie is probably one of the better ones. Big Daddy's pretty good too. Big Daddy's is up there too. I think Marcos is just below Big Daddy's, and then okay, okay, um, yeah, Big Daddy's is fucking crank. Yeah, their big their big pizza is really good. Um, that and the pie, I think the pie is really good because they have like they put the toppings and they layer the cheese on top of it. Yeah, and it's like that that just pulls apart. Yeah, yeah, tremendous. It's like that ninja ninja turtle t- pizza. I didn't like pineapple pizza until you ordered it from the pie, and I tried it, and I was like, oh, shit. Like, the pineapple one from the pie is not bad at all. Yeah, yeah. It's 
it's the pie's a different game mm-hmm. altogether for sure. Yeah, I think um, there's a place downtown that does stone stone brick ones where they put it in stone, the stone ground. Yep, I know what it. That, um, um, yeah. Mod Pizzas does that too. Actually, they put it in a stone oven. It's kind of like Subway for fat asses. It's, it really is. <laughs> like you go through, they're like, oh, what do you want? And you sprinkle it on and they put it in the stone oven. It seemed all right. There I was haven't... a place on Camp Pendleton that was like that. Oh, really? In the 22 area. Yeah. Does your sister still work there at Mod Pizza? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, she's she's a manager there. She's not the one that does photography too, is she? No. Okay. No. Uh, the one that does photography, I can't, for the life of me, remember what company she works for, but she, like, works in their advertising department. Oh, she was the one that got, like, the 30-day notice thing. Yeah, they're laying her off because they want to make, quote-unquote, investments. Um, let me see. Let me pull up. How many so, siblings do you have? Enough. Seven? Uh... One twin brother, one half sister, um, two step brothers, four stepsisters. Wow, I didn't know you had a, that big of a family. Yeah, I did not know that. Let me look at where Candace works. Okay. Yeah, so today I'm drinking 360 vodka made in the U.S. of A. Uh, it's a very patriotic label. Uh, <laughs> six times distilled, so you know it's good. And uh, yeah, yeah, I'm pretty pretty buzzed right now. I'm not gonna lie. To yeah, you. she got her master's of marketing and business at the University of something. University know. of College. Yeah. University of USA. Yeah. Just so you guys know, she's single, but she comes with kids. So that's okay. I've dated some. uh, I've dated some girls with. The nice thing about that is they're a lot more mature. Oh yeah. They have their priorities straight. Like. Yep. Um. Let's see. I'm trying to pull up. See, she doesn't even have her current work on there. Uh, She says like. She's got her business on there that she's like trying to get off the ground, like owner and employee of Candace Caster Photography. Nice. She should do billboards like we're going to do. You're going to see us, motherfuckers. If you saw us on the billboard, <laughs> like the, I'll talk to you from the past here. If you see us on a billboard, that'll be pretty badass. But anyway, she yeah. should do billboards. It's she really could. cheap. It's really cheap. Um, and she. I mean, she does. Uh, I'm. I don't know. Her her photography is really good. We've had a bunch of stuff done by her. Um. I'm kind of biased. She's my sister, so. I feel like on our. But I did get on her one time. She yeah. did like this self photo shoot, and apparently she was in a swimming suit. But I didn't know that, and I got on her. I was like. I don't want to see you in your underwear. Like, I don't need to open up my fucking Instagram and see this. Dude, have you ever had that worry? <laughs> have you ever had that worry with, like, watching porn that, like, one day you would watch it and you'd be like, you'd fall in love with, like, this specific porn star and then you find out it's, like, your sister and you ne- never made, like, the correlation? 
Oh, dude, if any of my sisters showed up in that aspect, I would recognize them instantly. Would you? Oh, yes. What if it was like a Princess Leia situation? Like you didn't know it was your sister and then you found out later. That'd be fucked. Mm, I'd, I'd have a hard... That, that's a hard thing to answer right there. Yeah, yeah. Um, like... I'm I'm looking at this person. I don't know they're related to me, but I find out later on that they are. Ooh, that'd be rough, dude. Um, I don't know. I I, I don't know. Like that that would it would be a shock. Um, but morally, <laughs> I just I I wouldn't be able to follow through with the deed. You know? Yeah. Like, exactly. Exactly. Oh, dude, I didn't tell you. So October's over. Now November started. There's a new there's a new uh, thing going on for November. So sober October. Is it no drink November? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Although I did think about doing that. I had a pretty good streak going on. I felt really good when I was sober. Let's see if it's on here. Uh, explore. Pop that six pack out if you would. Yeah. Overwatch 2. Is what we're hovering on right now. Yeah, my... Yeah. Uh, so here, here's the biggest thing with my, my sisters right now. Uh-huh. Um, I love them. They're good people. Mm-hmm. Great people. Yeah. But uh, I like their kids more than I like them. All right. Uh, that's uh, fair. Uh, except for Candace. Candace I get along with very well. Her and... I have the same level of hate and discontent discontent for humanity. Really? <laughs> so, um, yeah, but uh yeah, that they're kids, man. My nieces and nephews. I really care about those little shits, dude, and I I don't know what else is, I don't know where I was going with that. Well, that's fair. I, that's I, okay. I, I I don't know, like, especially Aaliyah. She's probably my, she she is, she's my oldest um, niece. Mm-hmm. She's my oldest, like, whatever you want to call that, like, like, child that is related to me. Yeah. Guys better watch out, dude. Like, fucking, if, if anyone hurts her, like... Like seriously, I'm not talking about like teenage heartbreak. Her, I'm yeah. like talking about like physical. Yeah, like a good one, two to the eye. Yeah, I'm. They're not gonna find you, and if they do, you're gonna be fully decomposed by that time. What if she does some fucked up shit though? What do you mean? What if she like freaking does that manipulative shit that? Some girls do like. What if she like frames him for like she puts a little bit of drugs in his car or something and then gets him in trouble? I, again, I'm biased, but I don't really see that happening based off of how she is now and how she's always been. Okay. Yeah. Uh, she's very artistic minded. She, like she's super focused on like art right now. That's cool. And she has been forever. Um, so, like, I, I don't know. She's she's becoming a teenager, so she's becoming kind of a brat. Yeah. But, uh, like, 
I, at the same time, like, I don't really see her doing something like that. Okay. Candace has raised her too well. Okay. That's good. Lane and Zane, on the other hand, <laughs> they would totally point the finger and I was like, it, it was him. <laughs> like, those two kids. Yeah. Yeah. So November is no nut November. Oh, fuck that, dude. I, I broke that this morning. Well, there you go. That's fine. It's I, been, uh, how long has it been for me? I don't even know how it's long, how long it's been at this point. There's this thing. Okay, I'll tell you. I'll tell you a funny story actually with that too. So, so no, not November. Does that include sex? No, I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't count that. No, I wouldn't count actual sex. I would count like just masturbatory stuff. Just masturbatory <laughs> actions. Okay. Uh, well, either way, I broke that this morning. <laughs> oh, it's it's seven days for me. That's how long it's been for me. So. I'll say this. There's a rumor going around, for whatever reason, that if you jack off, it decreases the amount of testosterone in your body. False. No, it's not true. However, it does affect the amount of testosterone that your body is able to metabolize. That is true. How so? In, in like a positive or negative way? So, if you... Do, and this is primarily... And it may be different for you because you're married. For single people, if you abstain from jerking off, you will get laid. Like it, it's it's one of those things where the the sexual tension builds within yourself, and if you can like fight that, you become more like you want it more, so you start behaving differently to get it. Well, and you probably produce more pheromones. Too. Yes. Yeah. 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 Like the executives from my company came around and were like handing out candy. And I don't know who this executive was. She was dressed up as uh who's the girl from freaking star Wars seven. Uh, Ray. Main, yeah. Ray. She was dressed up as her with a lightsaber and everything. Gorgeous. This lady is freaking gorgeous. She's probably like in her forties. She came into my cubicle and I, we just like stared at each other in the eye for like a good 30 seconds. And then she was finally like, do you want any candy? Or <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'll take some. But there was definitely more of like a. I, it's it's so hard to explain, dude. Because just like meet me in the copier room, <laughs> dude. If I would have been like a month out from not wanking it, I probably could have the confidence to say something like that. Um, it's a weird fucking thing because like most guys, I don't know when do you start jerking off as a kid, like four. 14, 13, I, I don't 14, even 15. know. I don't even know. That was somewhere for me, somewhere on that age. For for me, it was when I discovered who Seven of Nine was and Christina Applegate. Yeah. I didn't even know what it was. So I was like, oh, that felt like, what the fuck? Whoa. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, no, the No Nut November, it, it, I don't know. And I don't even know. It's not even that big of a thing, but people, people are talking about it. People do. So, that. so here, here, let, let me bring in some science for you. Mm. Mm. For for men specifically, it actually decreases your likelihood of prostate cancer and testicular cancer to masturbate. It does. So masturbation, in a sense, and and it, and it's not a. Uh, I mean, it does have a compound effect. 
But all those times you did it when you were a teenager and you didn't know how to fucking control yourself. Yeah. It, it doesn't translate to when you're 50. So this no not November, just, just uh, I'm going to challenge you to think of it as a detriment to your health. See, now here's where I'll, <laughs> I'll counter argue you with science because every four to five days, your body ejaculates regardless of whether you want to or not. Because your body generates new sperm because sperm cells die. This actually. has not been my experience. How do you know, though? What if you did it in your sleep? It dries up real quick. That's when it happens. That's actually when it happens. Um, but. Well, if that's what's going on, I'm severely upset. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> No, I don't know. I'd like to at least enjoy the sensation. Um, the, the, I uh, I thought it was bullshit until I started seeing guys on Reddit who would talk about... It's, there's a movement called NoFap. And when I heard about it, I was like, these fucking retards. <laughs> like, that's the first thing you have go through your head. And then they started explaining like, oh, I was a virgin until this time. And then I did no fap and I'm a year and a half in and I'm married now, like all of this shit. So I was like, you know what? Or, or, um, and a lot of it's dopamine sensitivity. Okay. That's a lot of what it comes back to. When I met my wife, I can't remember the exact conditions surrounding it. I was coming out of a relationship. Um, I was like, three months maybe four months post serious relationship like ready to start getting back out there i can't remember if i was masturbating a lot or not um but when i've gotten my closest or even like when i've slept with somebody it has been when i like stopped doing that and it wasn't even it wasn't even like a thing where i was like i'm going to stop it was just like i didn't feel like it so I'm I'm gonna say this as a married individual who's been married for a while, um, with the same person for over a decade. Yeah. Now, uh, it makes no difference. <laughs> yeah. Well, that woman out there, I love her to death. Mm-hmm. She could not sleep with me for a year and wouldn't care less. Yeah. But no, here's it, it, it's different for men. It's different for men. It is, it is. And so for me, like I, I give a shit. Yeah. But I'm not out on the prowl. Right. But here's the argument: if you were to abstain from doing it for a year, would it make would your attitude or like the way that you project yourself change in order to receive what you want? I don't think so. You don't think so? I I think for me, I am who I am, regardless of the situation. Yeah. I can't say that for certain, and I'm sure sure as hell not going to abstain from wanking it or from sex altogether for a year. Oh, yeah. You don't have to. um, That's to find out. But uh, I, I can tell you, like... That just from experience of being married for as long as I have been and with with her for as long as I have been, that it's not... Yeah. 
it's something I I definitely desire more than she does, but it's not the top of the list thing anymore. Right. Yeah. At all. You know. Yeah. And you start thinking like stupid shit like maybe if I buy groceries this week and I'm the one that takes care of like doing all of that heavy lifting like grocery running errands stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. like maybe that's what's going to get me laid and you're like nope. No, it never does. But you, as a guy, you're a fucking moron. And so you continue to think, like, the next week you're like, oh, maybe if I sweep the fucking kitchen, that'll... That'll do it. That'll be it. That'll do it for... for, And it's never like that. Yeah. I don't know. And it's not the same for every dude, too. Like, for me, when I would watch, like, a shit ton of porn, I would just become over-sexualized and that's all I would see women as and that that was my problem and again that's not everyone's issue that was that's my issue and I know that um so for me when I when I stop watching porn and jerking off and shit I get like this fucking beast that rages inside me like my confidence goes up to the point where I'm like I know what I fucking want to get and I don't give a fuck what I have to do to get it type thing yeah well, um, my, my thing is, uh, uh, for, for me, like, since I'm with the same person, yep. um, and have been for a while, as I've stated multiple times already, I'm sorry, guys, uh, when I, when I get that moment, I want it to last as long as possible, and if I'm not doing some self-serve from time to time it's not gonna happen <laughs> yeah i get you you know i so, hear you so uh yeah i i don't know it's it, it's a different dynamic definitely as a married individual uh for sure that and like i i read a lot of stuff when i was younger about like how people could uh like generally the consensus is you last longer as you get older because, you know, like, sensitivity starts to decline and stuff like that. That has not been the case for me. I don't know why, but it's been, like, either status quo or earlier than I've desired it to be. So. Okay, that's fair. I guess I, guess I can't really rebuke, like, argue that because I have not without a condom before. So I don't fucking know. That's true. Maybe that was the difference as I was using condoms before I got married. That could be it. That really could be it. Um, I mean, but even primally, sex wasn't even supposed to be a thing that lasts like four hours. It's supposed to be like a freaking reproduction thing and just like, I'm done. Well, I'm not talking about it lasting four hours, but at least like a decent amount of time, you know? Yeah. What were you trying to pull up here? No, not November. It was trending on Twitter. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So the thing we're talking about is what you were trying to pull up, and it's not there. Exactly. Diablo yeah, 4. Um, it's real. Yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe that, maybe that is what changed, is the fact that I got married, and I was like, if a kid happens, it happens. You know, at this point. In, in right, and that, and I mean... And now I want kids. Yeah. Well, sex isn't even supposed to last a fucking long time. It's not supposed to be like this. 
it's supposed to be pleasurable with the whole idea of the pheromones and all of that stuff is it's creating children. That's the whole point of it. Like that's the whole fucking <laughs> point, dude. So us and dolphins were the only mammals on the planet that have been proven to have sex for pleasure. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that it doesn't happen because that's what our society is now, but the reproductive track biology. No, no. And I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Like biologically it's meant to reproduce yeah. period. Right. But, um, us and oddly enough, dolphins have a higher cognitive yeah. understanding of how things work. And yeah. it, it, it's, it turns from just reproduction into like a different thing. I, I think that's fair. I think it's correlation too, because some people like, I don't know. I'm not like obsessed with sex i guess like a lot of people my age are like that's and that's something where i'd been like dude sometimes i'd rather freaking eat just like the best burger of my life is more satisfying to me no and and i understand that like i'm not i I think i what i was getting at is that i think some people use sex because they can't find anything else better oh no there's plenty of stuff better Right, but I think some people obsess over sex. Like, I'm not talking about you or me. I think there's some people that obsess about it so much that they think that is number one. That's, like, the best thing ever. And for me, I'm like, well, it's it's awesome, but it's not the fucking best thing ever. You know what's better than sex? What? Having $5,000 in savings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't even have that right now, but I'm just saying, like... If I could take sex or financial security, I'm going to take financial security. Dude, I've had conversation with women where like an intellectual like bridge where you're like, this person's on my level. That's more satisfying than sex to me. In many ways it can be. Yeah, for sure. It's like this sense of like, like, oh, you get it. Like, and to me, that's more satisfying. Not for everyone. I'm not saying you have to be, I'm not saying there's a right or wrong, but Um, for me personally, it's not the end all be all. Right. Right. And it, it isn't for me either. And unfortunately for some people it is. And I think that's a, a condition all its own. Yeah. To be honest. Like, yeah. Um, I, I personally feel like quote unquote sex addiction is complete bullshit, but I do feel like people that are obsessed with it and like oh there's nothing better than that there there's there's something else going on there there's Mm -hmm. like some sort of chemical imbalance going on there because plenty of times uh there's plenty of times throughout my life where i can look back and be like i'm glad i did this instead of doing yeah. Instead of like doing a booty call. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. like even if it's with like, um, like members of the same sex, like I've, I've had really in-depth conversations with certain people that have been of the same sex that it's like, this is more enjoyable to debate and argue this rather than 
getting laid for 20 minutes or whatever. Yeah, it's like a uh it's it really is cuz that's how I view that's how I view it. it's dopamine. It's dopamine reception, right? The right, more right. sensitive you are to dopamine, the more you're going to enjoy things regardless. Like sex is a really good way to incite like dopamine and I don't probably serotonin and all of these things. Whereas if you're more sensitive to those things, more things make you happy. Yeah. A lot of things really, even seeing like a, like a box of cookies that have a little sticker that says on sale releases dopamine. Yeah. Well, and, and the primary thing released by sex is not even dopamine necessarily. It's oxytocin. Which is a pheromone? Yeah, uh, no, it's a it's a um it's a different chemical that your body produces. So for women, oxytocin does a lot of different things. Okay. Many different things. It uh depending on what's going on with that woman at the time, it can cause lactation. Okay. It can cause uterine contraction. Mm-hmm. Um, it causes oxytocin for lack of a better term is known as the love hormone. Okay. So like when people are like flooded with this just uncontrollable desire for one another, that's oxytocin. Oh, it's not dopamine. Okay. Um, when you look at somebody and you're like, I want to spend the rest of my life with them. There's no one else for me. That's that's oxytocin. That's and what causes not, that? Uh, a number of different things. Uh, it it's just produced naturally. But for women, uh, for men, it's uh, produced by sexual gratification and um, so like ejaculation. Th- that and uh, like it it can it it, it can be released. On a certain level, like when you're in a new relationship and it's exciting and, you, you know, you're talking on the phone for hours at a time with each other or seeing each other every day, that that's what it is for, like, a man. Okay. But for a, a woman, it could be that way at the beginning of the relationship. But oxytocin, uh, when your membranes, if you're pregnant... And your membranes rupture, and you your quote unquote water breaks. Okay, that releases a huge rush of oxytocin, which causes the feeling of the need to to start pushing to get the baby out. Okay, um, breastfeeding for a woman releases oxytocin. That like it's literally a chemical bond between them and their offspring interesting so but for men it's just like this i'm infatuated thing. but for women it's such a complicated hormone interesting okay yeah Hmm. so it 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 it, it's got its it's it, it the human body's interesting and the way that those hormones and neurotransmitters like so dopamine's a neurotransmitter. Right. It's not a hormone. Uh the way they communicate with each other and affect each other is just it's fascinating stuff, guys. I think it is. I got to piss though. Me too. Um yeah, but pause it then. Yeah. Pause and then we'll be back, okay? And <coughs> oh 
God, and Hi. we're back. <coughs> Hi, everybody. <coughs> oh, Hi, Doctor. <laughs> it's a ginger. Oh, God. Caden <laughs> hasn't drank a Moscow Mule in quite some time. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a minute. Um, I think even before you started uh, Sober October, you had to drink one. It's been a while. Yeah, for it has a few been a weeks while. before then. Yeah, so dude, I could honestly, after the first month of not drinking, I could probably go a year without doing it if I wanted to. Like, it's crazy to say that, but just the feeling that makes you get. me question whether or not I have a problem. Well, once you get past, because I thought I did too, because there were times where I wanted to just cave in and be like, "All right, give me a beer." But when I made like the definitive promise to like in front of a microphone, like on tape, I was like, I can't fucking do it. And I really applaud you for that because I continued to drink. Well, and that's fine because you didn't make the commitment. But once you, I feel like once you make the commitment after 30 days, you're like, oh shit. Like my mood was so much more stable than it has been in years. I'm not on antidepressants. I'm not on shit. And I felt more stable than I had in years. Well, for me, I know that regardless, I would probably still be on antidepressants because of the way my brain is. But I thought I thought that too. I was on uh, a ton of them, and I would come off, and I would be like, um, I had a lot of like traumatic experiences as a kid where I'd get like beaten or whatever, and a lot of like these flashback like. I, I would always feel inferior to people, always. And it, I don't know what it has been in the past, like, several years, but even coming off my antidepressants, I've been off them two, two three weeks now. And uh, I don't know, man. It's just, like, I think primarily, because a, a lot of what they say is that antidepressants mixed with therapy equals the cure. And I always did antidepressants. And then I started smoking weed a lot. And I got down to this, like, I found the root of, of what was making me upset. And then I came off it all. And I fucking felt great. I don't know what it was. Well, for, for me, it's... Uh, I don't know. I, I think it's a little different than that. Because I, when I was put on antidepressants, yeah, I wasn't drinking. Yeah, that's at true. All. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't either. Um... This time last year, um, I would probably say I was like maybe drinking more or I, I don't even know. My alcohol intake hasn't changed that much. Right. But this time last year, I was ready to fucking call it quits. Yeah. And they upped my antidepressants. Yep. Um. Yeah, and, and that that can be situational too. Yeah, but I was on. I was specifically at that time also on a trial of decreasing the amount I was taking. Mm-hmm. Um, I was being supervised by a doctor. I was seeing him every two weeks, and uh, like I was like, okay, we're gonna. He's like, we're gonna cycle down. So yep. instead of taking three pills a day we're gonna try two pills a day yeah like okay and just that change that one change yeah 
like within a month i was fucking losing it dude yeah like so and i feel like and this is just my perspective and i could be wrong because i'm not you obviously um but i think and i've seen the will of you wanting to change like as far as when you get out of school you want to get back into exercising and i think that's fucking awesome because i think that's a big step in that in the direction of like Oh, for sure it is. Um, you get all of these endorphin releases, and obviously I understand your situation now. I mean, it's not like I'm sitting here being like, oh, you fucking pussy, you can't go to the gym or whatever. I mean, you saw me write a paper all day today, pretty much. Exactly. Like, so for me, I understand that. But for me also, it's like, it's a temporary thing where I could see you at one point wean off of medication in favor of exercise because you do you fucking want to do it it's just the time and yeah, yeah um, i don't have an hour and a half a day to commit to right it. and that's totally fine because it's temporary like you have the will to do it and that's what's important um uh, and i will and i've done it before yeah, you. I mean, I've yeah, I've seen you fucking ripped before. Like when you came back, when you when I first met you, you were in pretty damn good shape. Um, right. So it's not it's not even a sense of like you can or can't do it. You're just occupied with different things. Yeah. And that's a lot of what I find. Even going through phys- or uh, personal training, the training for that, people have lives outside of training. Yes. Um, yes. And that's just something that you as a personal trainer will have to understand that too. Absolutely. Like, absolutely. Like, um, you know, I'm a lot of my friends, like I have one friend that's into bodybuilding Mm -hmm. hardcore. He's into, I forget what it is, but he doesn't use any substances. Yep. Um, physique or whatever it is. Okay, so he's like the the board shorts, like swim trunks. Yeah, like yeah. abs look good. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. So he does that, and he's a very in shape dude. Yeah. Um, and he would probably criticize me for the things I'm saying, but he's also not in the position I'm in. Yeah. He has a kid too. I mean, but he finds time to do what he wants. But the thing is, is what I want to do takes up a lot of my my yeah. time to get to where I want to be. Right. Like, the amount of time I spend on homework <sighs> is probably the same amount of time he spends in the gym. Mm-hmm. You know? So, it, potato, and it's potato. And it's one of those <laughs> things, too, because I used to be very aesthetically like viewed bodybuilding or lifting as like, oh, to look better. But now as like somebody who wants to train people and even Cody taking the initiative to wanting to be trained. Yeah. For me, it's about what can I do for this person to help them take a next step in life, to get confidence, to be able to like get that promotion at work, to be able to like whatever it is, the body comes with it. So, so for, for me, uh, my biggest thing about exercise, which is why I really want to get back into it is being able to climb again yeah yeah yeah, like hardcore climbing again yeah you know like i i fucking miss that there's a girl that i go to uh, nursing school with and she's a hardcore climber too like she was on the same level as i was but 
um, she continued to stay there. Yeah. She wrecked her car. Totaled it. Wow. Almost, like, <clears throat> this This accident was bad. I saw pictures of it. I was like, it's something you'd look at in the news and expect to hear, like, about a fatality with. And it's because she's maintained <clears throat> that level of climbing and fitness with also maintaining good grades in school. Like, she didn't swap one for the other. So she did both of them together. And she she was like, I was driving home on not sleeping for 36 hours. Yeah. And it's like... Yeah. You know, and she's like, I wrecked two, two blocks away from my house, rolled my car. Yeah. Hit another car. Fucked the guy up. She, like, fuck... Fuck the guy up. Bad. And it's like, you know, I was climbing. I love climbing. Mm -hmm. I don't think anyone would dispute that. But um, to me, being at the level I was two years ago is not worth the probability of me causing a fatal accident. Right. Yeah. You know. Yeah, she has to do whatever it takes mentality. Yeah. Like, you can't compromise for anything that you want. And yeah. That's, that's admirable. Um, but it's dangerous. It's dangerous, for sure. But there's a certain breed of people that will do whatever it takes to achieve what they want, even if it means doing two things at the same time. Um, and a lot of the times that'll cause some sort of, like, cognitive disassociation. Right. And... uh it's and it's not right or wrong. It's two different perspectives. Um, yeah, yeah, and and for me, I've I've been there. I've done a job on no sleep yeah. back when I was in the military. Like a thirty-six hour day back in the military was a freaking like probably like, like biweekly occurrence. It's like a Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was it, it was a pretty regular occurrence. Like, every two to three weeks, yeah. you'd have to stand watch. You'd be at the command for 24 hours, all through the night and everything. And then um, the BAS, or the, the RAS, the Regimental Aid Station, would open, and you'd be expected to perform your job until the end of that eight-hour workday. Yeah. So, like, you, like, fuck you, you're here, you know? Right. And then by the time you drive home, at the end of all that, you're looking at 36, 40 hours. That's so crazy to me. So, in your experience from the military in that aspect, was that due to just the military lifestyle, or was that due to having bad bosses? Oh, it's the military lifestyle. Is it? Do you think that could be solved like if everybody, like the people you've talked about in the past on the podcast, if every leader in the military was like that all of the time, would the military be that way? Um, I'm not sure because there there is something to be said for like just shut up and pull your weight. Yeah. Like especially in the military when, you know, at the drop of a hat, we could be at war with somebody and more than we are already with Afghanistan, but yeah, like, well, 
you guys have been put on 72 hour notice. You have to be ready to go. You're going to this country no one's ever heard of, fighting for a piece of land that no one gives a shit about. Yeah, yeah. And like, you might have to be up for three days. Right. So, so that being a th- that being a thing. So, like having the shitty thing to do. Do you think better bosses could translate into people like being okay with that? Rather than being like, oh, I have to stay up 36 hours again. This is bullshit. Um, it might. I mean, my last commander was... was uh, He was a good guy. I, um, I think I'm still connected with him on Facebook as like a personal connection, not like a commander subordinate uh, connection. And, um, you know, he, he was a good guy. And he wouldn't have put people through that without it being necessary the thing that really chapped my ass about it was the fact that i was standing barracks duty and i didn't live in the fucking barracks Mm, okay you know like if we deployed and it's like hey weaver you're on watch for the next 12 hours make sure nobody comes over that fucking hill yeah cool you know right but, hey, Weaver, you have watch for the next 24 hours at the barracks. Make sure people don't get out of hand and too drunk on this Friday night. You don't even live here. You're not paying for anything here. We don't, we don't give you a food card because you don't live in the barracks, you right. know. What, why do I give a shit what happens to this building? Would it have made a difference if the commander came and spent, like, a per, like an hour of his personal time just, like, shooting the shit with you and, like, saying, like... I don't know. Because I had a commander that was like that. That, uh, I've had two commanders that were like that. Yeah. And uh, the last one I had, he definitely would have done something like that. But uh, I don't know if it would have made a difference because I'm still like... You're still sacrificing. You're still... Yeah, I'm, I'm away from my wife. I'm away from my own house that I'm fucking paying for. And, you know, like, for the sake of what? Making sure these 18-year-old fuckasses don't burn down their goddamn building that they're living in? Yeah. You know, like, I, I mean, it comes with the territory, but it was one thing that really bothered me. Okay. Like, it's like, just shut up and do it. And I just shut up and did it. But yeah. it, it's still like... If if you told me I had to stay awake tw- 24 hours to protect my fucking house that I'm living in now, right? I would do it. Yeah. If you took me down the street and was like you have to stay awake 24 hours to protect this guy's house, I'd be like You're, fuck you. Yeah, we'll say your old house. Like if we have to defend this house, it's your old house you used Meh. to live here. Nope. <laughs> right. Like I'd be like cool where's the molotov cocktails <laughs> you know like right i i won't give a shit yeah so because that's kind of the perspective because you know i've wanted to join the military for a while and now i've talked to you about going in as an officer after undergraduate and for me it's important to understand the perspective of enlisted members in order to be an effective and like good officer because i'm not the type that's just going to go in and be like you're going to do this 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 and this i learn from experience of others okay 
And that's kind of why I paint this per, the perspective of that. So I think the most important thing, if that's how you're approaching it, is you want to, uh, if you're going to get your undergrad and go in as an officer, whatever you get put in charge of, look to your staff NCOs, your E6s, E7s, yeah. E8s. And be like, listen, li- open ears, like open ears, listen to what they have to say, ask them for guidance because they will back your play on anything you do because that's their fucking job. But if you just go out and start ordering people around and you haven't consulted them about it first, they're going to back your play. Yeah. But it's going to be a hundred times harder for you. Yeah. Because, you know, um, there's this old saying in the Navy, you know, like, uh, chiefs run the Navy. Like, that's the way it is. The E7s, E8s, E9s, they run the Navy. The officers have nothing to do with it. Yeah. Chiefs are what get shit done. Your staff sergeants, your gunnery sergeants, your master sergeants whatever have you, they're the ones that get shit done. Yeah. It's got nothing to do with the officers. Yeah. Yeah. And and if you have that open dialogue between you and the staff officers, or staff NCOs, I should say, um, they're going to back your play. Right. Regardless of what's going on. And that's my idea. Like, if if I were to go in as an enlisted, it would be Air Force. As an officer, I think I would go Marine Corps, really? to be honest with you. Yeah. Just respect the input from your gunnies. Like, actually sit down with them and be like, you know, I don't want to be a complete dumbass. I don't want this Lance Corporal that's been in for five years to, like, think I'm a fucking idiot. Yeah, and for me, it's not even about that. For me, officers are analytical. They're numbers. They're like procedural. They're, but for me, it's like I want to get as much input as I can so that I know I'm making a right decision. Right, right. So, and, and that's where your NCOs come in. Yeah. Your, and your staff NCOs. So, like, because they have the experience. Right. So, you're going to have a corporal that's in charge of a fire team, you know. And his guys are going to be, like, telling... And, and they're going to feel like they can talk to him however they can. Mm-hmm. Like, however they want. And, and you know, the platoon sergeant then is going to be, like, sitting there. Or the squad sergeant or whoever is going to be in charge. And the those... So the way it passes up, gets passed up is very informal. But the Marine Corps... Once it once it gets from that split from enlisted to officer, it becomes very very formal. So what you want to try to do is build an informal relationship um, to where like your your gunnies, your master sergeants, your staff sergeants can approach you and just be like, 
this is a concern that the men have. Yeah. I've been hearing it from three out of four of my squad leaders. Building rapport. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the biggest, that's the biggest, most important thing. I remember when I went to the recruiting depot in, in, uh, or the recruiting like station in, I guess it would have been Lehigh. Whenever we went down, we went down to Utah County to Orem area to buy blinds. Yeah, and there was a gunny there that I had a really good relationship with. And I remember he was in the back. Like, one of the guys was like, sit there. Gunny will be with you in a second. So I sat there, and I heard him in the back arguing with an officer on the yeah. phone. Yeah. And he's sitting there like, this is fucking bullshit. And I think you're fucking ridiculous for doing this, sir. <laughs> and he did like these, like, he would say sir afterwards, but it would be like so disrespectful. Yeah. And he would hang up the phone, and he came out, and he's like, Hey man, sorry about that. Yeah, yeah, and and I so, don't want to be that officer. Yeah, yeah, and that really comes to being willing to take the input from the those staff NCOs because, especially in the Marine Corps, my brother's a fucking anomaly. Yeah, I'm gonna say that right now. He's been in ten years. He's an E7 going on E8. He'll be up for E8 within the next year. Yeah, he'll probably get it. My brother's an anomaly, but um, you're you're talking about a gunny, a, a gunny, a gunnery sergeant who has fourteen years of experience compared to your. I think he had twenty two. Yeah, but I'm I'm just saying, like in general, yeah. like the average would probably be around fifteen. Yeah. And he he's there. He's got 15 years of experience. And what do you have? OCS. Yeah, OCS. You're right out of... that. That's it. Yeah. You have OCS. And a college degree. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and so it, it really, in order to be a good leader, you have to be willing to listen to the people that are underneath you that have been doing it longer. And that's why guys like Mattis are so respected, right? They have yes. both the officer and experience. Yes. Experience, whether they came in as like this Mustang who's like, do this, do this, do this, do this. And then they learn through experience that that's not how it works. Well, so I, I'm going to tell you right now, Mustang has a different meaning in the military. Uh -huh. Mustang is, a, a Mustang in the military is somebody who was enlisted that went officer. Okay. So, the Mustangs are pretty highly respected. Gotcha. Um, but, yeah, like, my last commander, he started off enlisted. He was a Mustang. He started off enlisted, went officer. And it's like, we'll follow you through the gates of hell, dude. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Whatever you need, Captain. Right. <laughs> Yeah, that's one of those things where... Versus the lieutenant that was in charge of my company who can suck a chode. <laughs> so... Was he... Like, did he come in and just start commanding? Yeah, and I I started calling him boot tenant. Um, he didn't catch on to that for several months. Really? Yeah. Boot tenant. Yeah, that's not the that's not what I want to go into the military as. Like I literally and from having this podcast, I want to gain perspective. 
Because without perspective, I'm blind. Right. Like, right. if I don't talk to you, I don't know shit about the medical field. Right. Um, so for me to learn about the medical field, it's probably beneficial for me to listen to you in some extent. Goddamn Moscow mules are so good. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I wouldn't, compared to what other people know out there, I wouldn't even say I know a lot about the medical field. But I do have... More knowledge than the average. More knowledge than average, and I have 13 years of experience. Right. Um, speaking of uh, medical field and whatnot, I told you about this earlier this week, but I'm going to bitch about it now because you guys are listening, and I want you guys to hear this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh I was at a clinical this week, and uh, the nurse I was assigned to um, told my instructor that she was not impressed by me for the first year, but she was, like, happier with my performance this time around. And it's like, well, listen here, okay? First of all, say that to my face. Second of all, um, as a first-year nursing student... And as a nursing student in general, the thing that you are asked when you first show up on a unit to shadow an, uh, another nurse to get your clinical experience is what semester are you or what year are you in? And if it is anything other than third semester or second year, you're treated like a fucking peon, first of all. Second of all, um, based off of the the rules of the school, you're really not allowed to do that much. So um, she she was like, I wasn't really impressed by him his first year, but I was in I, like he got in there and he did stuff this year. It's like. Well, yeah, of course, because I'm allowed to do what I'm, I know how to fucking do, you know? Like, last last year, I had to pretend like I didn't know shit. Um, so, like, that, that just chapped my ass really bad, because I was like, you know, as a first-year student, I mean, as a nursing student in general, you're asked, what year are you in? What semester are you in? And if it, like I said, if it's anything below the halfway mark, you're treated like you don't know anything. And you're not allowed to do anything. And I think I had done like two or three rotations before I showed up at this bitch's fucking unit. And so I was just like, I guess I'll just sit here and watch you do your fucking job. How about the person who didn't have the labeled salad dressings? Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, so... Her and I get along really well. Um, so I'll give you a little back, bit of background here. Uh, Caitlin, she, she, uh, she's got celiac disease, like genuinely has celiac disease. Um, so she can't consume gluten. Like she legitimately has the gluten allergy. That sucks. Um, yes. And she bitches about it constantly. Well, 
And I kind of lost respect a little bit. Why? Because if you, whatever. Well, well, no. So, so this was a uh, the way allergies work. Okay, is you might have a reaction the first time you're exposed to it. Yeah. The second time, or the second time, or the hundredth time. Yeah. Or the thousandth time. So. She just recently got diagnosed. Okay, if it's recent, you're still acclimating. Get it. I get it. Yeah. So, like, within the last six months, she's been diagnosed with celiac disease. This was a woman, up until she got diagnosed, I watched eat fucking croissants and fucking pizza and shit for lunch. Every day. Yeah. And now she's got celiac disease, and so she can't eat what she wants. <laughs> um, and then she, we're at clinical. She's part of my clinical group. And her and I get along really well because we're both, like, just no bullshit people. Okay. Um, and she's sitting there, like, getting a salad because she can't eat anything else on the menu. And she's trying to find a salad dressing to put on her, her salad, and she... None of the ladles. I didn't know she had an allergy. Okay. That's one thing I didn't know. Okay, yeah, but none of the ladles are labeled. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, ranch isn't labeled as ranch. Italian isn't... Could be blue cheese. Yeah, you know, like... And I'm just like... And she's, like, complaining about it in front of me, and I'm like, do you have clean water to drink? (laughs) And she's like, yeah. And I was like, then what the fuck is the problem? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, you have an allergy. Get over it. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, you you can probably consume most salad dressings and be fine. Right. And if not, you're going to have a little bit of gastric distress, probably shit your brains out tonight and be right. fine tomorrow. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, uh, so... <laughs> Uh, we're sitting there talking later, um, at our, we, we do a med conference instead of a post conference for my clinical. So we're sitting there talking about, um, stuff during lunch, right after all of us have gathered our food and I call her out and I'm like, well, you're sitting there bitching about this, the salad dressing. And my teacher like gets up and shuts the door really quick. (laughs) Because I'm talking loud as fuck. Uh, most of you guys don't know, but I talk pretty loud. Um, we have a limiter on the microphone. Um, I can't hear my own self speak, so I talk pretty fucking loud. Uh, but yeah, I <laughs> I say this loud enough for the entire lobby of the hospital to fucking hear. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, um, I... And then, like, I'm, I'm thinking about it later, and I was like, you know, most people aren't like me. So I walk up to her later after I, like, call her out for bitching about the salad dressing. And I'm like, we're still cool, right? And she's like, yeah, we're still cool. And I was like, good. Because <laughs> <Cool. laughs> like, there's no filter. Between that's my, okay. my brain th- and my mouth. I think... Here's my thing. I think 
at least community college should be free. I also think everyone should have to serve two years in the military. And I think if those two things were a thing, we would all get along much better. There wouldn't be as big of a separation between veterans and people that didn't serve. Um, uh, I, I agree with the separation aspect. I disagree with mandatory service. So the only reason I say that, and it doesn't have to be mandatory in the sense that it should be as a stepping stone. So maybe as if you do your mandatory service, you get an associate's degree as a result of that. Um, okay. But kind of make it a little bit more open to receive. Because like, at that point, you have as many people as you want. So you can be like, okay, what job do you want? We're going to try our hardest to get you in that field to get you some experience, but also get you acclimated to what being a member of this country is like. Uh, the Israel, uh, the Israelis. They do it. They the all do it. do it. Um, they seem to be very... Uh, they're not divided countries by any means. Well, Israel, <laughs> Israel, let's talk Wrong about... Wrong example. Okay, well, we won't talk about Israel. But as far as Russians, most Russians actually really like Americans for the most part. They yeah. don't really have problems with Americans. Yeah. Um, Israel, it's its own thing. But yeah. Israel, yeah, is a, Israel is a country. Israelis are pretty close-knit as far as... I'm not talking about Palestinians or whatever. Um, Palestinians? Yeah. Um, but for the most part, I think having that two years, if it translates to something afterwards, is beneficial. Because a lot of life is doing things we don't want to do. I agree. High school is mandatory. It's, it's like a mandatory thing. If you drop out, you're fucked. You have to get your GED at least. I. You know, I see I see where you're coming from. Um, however, I will say to mandate, because you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Right. To look at somebody and be like, I don't care. You have to put your life on the line regardless of what happens. Yeah. Like, where you're at in life. Yeah. I'm talking, like, right 18, out of high school. I I still disagree. Okay, let me, let me paint this counter-argument, though. If you have more military personnel, imagine how, instead of those times where you have to still, uh, stay, like, 12-hour watch, that gets cut down to four hours because you have personnel to fill that void. That wouldn't happen. Well... I'm telling you right, right now. Right, no, and you have more experience than me, so I definitely believe you. Um, but I think giving somebody a sense of like going through shit that they don't want to go through creates a stronger person. I don't think you would be as strong of a person if you wouldn't have went through the military. And I, I agree with you, but at the same time... Could you have put up with the bullshit uh, of... <laughs> what you're going through now if you wouldn't have went through the military. I don't know. I honestly can say I don't know because I only know the life I've lived. Right. And you don't do summer breaks either. That's something people don't know. Yeah. You you go, you fucking do it because you know you what you need to do to get to where you want to go. Yeah. And most I, people don't get that. Yeah. I, I haven't 
taken a break from school in over a year and a half. Right. You haven't had a three-month break where you can go drink with your buds out in Wendover for three weeks. Yeah. No. I. The longest break I've had, I think, is 14 days. Right. Yeah. Whereas most people do the spring break, and they go get fucked up, and then they do summer break, and then... Yeah. Yeah. And and that's true, but I, I don't know. At mandating that someone be willing I don't know so like this 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 is where I'm at with uh my idea of how America is mm-hmm. America was founded on a group of people that volunteered to die yeah. for the sake of what we have yeah um John Hancock specifically uh the reason why they say like let me get your John Hancock or Herbie Hancock or whatever on a on a receipt yeah is when that man signed the constitution people believed him to be a tr- uh, like a true liberal lo- no they believed him to be loyal to the crown like okay. like extremely loyal to the crown. Okay. And he was like, I'm going to sign this in such a way that England will be able to see it from here. His signature is the largest signature on the declaration that is true. of, of it's like inter- a huge ass <laughs> yeah. of independence. Yep. That man was he was willing to die. Right. Get charged with treason, treason and hung or tortured to death. Yeah. For that fucking document. Right. Every person we had that fought in the Revolutionary War and since has volunteered their life. Right. Okay. For the sake of making their fellow man's life easier. Right. I don't think it is fair as an American to expect someone to vol- not not voluntarily but mandate them to if necessary lay down their life for the cause. What if it was more of a choice of like if you so you have a choice. You can not do it out of high school and you're free to go. You can do whatever you want. Okay. If if you decide to do the two years, you will come out the other side with an associate's degree. Uh, you have all these programs available to you. You have two separate paths, so you have freedom of choice in that okay. sense. Uh, th- that is, that's different because that's still a freedom of choice. Okay. Um, so, like, I, I would agree with that. Okay. Like, okay, like, you do, uh, you choose to come out of high school, you sign up for two years minimum. Yeah. And we're going to give you an associate's degree in whatever job you got assigned. Yeah. Um, versus I'm not going to do that. I'm going to be my own person, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. That, that's completely different. Okay. In my opinion. So, sure, you know, th- that works for me. Like, because you're not forcing people to join. Right. Like, I joined. I did it of my own volition. Um, there were times I fucking regretted it. For sure. And there was times I didn't. And 
right now is a time I don't because yeah. I'm getting benefits from it. But it only costs your body and all that. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, like to to mandate to look at somebody and be like, "Hey, you're 17. Guess what happens next year?" Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Get the long dick of the U.S. government shoved up your ass. Right. Um, uh, I I can't abide by that. And that, that that is something that if it went into effect and some sort of conflict started, I would be willing to f- fight over. What if it was the last two years of your high school experience? So instead of two years of high school... Uh, like your, your junior and senior year of high school, it was military. Depends. Um, again, I, I, cause, cause high school is technically mandatory. It's not really mandatory cause you can drop out, but you're not going to get much of anywhere unless okay, you're an okay. entrepreneur. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you're talking about a 16 to an 18 year old. Here. Right. But um, that, isn't that like the malleable stage of a, a person and learning like, responsibility and yes but you have to take into consideration that this person also doesn't have their frontal cortex completely that is true not until 25 yeah and and so um i would say the difference between a 16 year old and an 18 year old is still pretty big um Looking at an eight, because here's the bottom line for me, okay? It does not matter which branch you're in, Mm -hmm. except for maybe the Air Force. (laughs) Um, Space Force. Yeah. We'll we'll lay it on that one. (laughs) Whatever. You know, Space Shuttle, Door Gunner. Um, (laughs) Whatever whatever you, it, it, it doesn't matter. Uh, if if you're in the military, you've written a blank check for right. your life. Right. It do, it doesn't matter your age. If if you're in the fucking military, right. You could be deployed somewhere or sent to respond to something locally that can take your life. Yeah. Period. Yep. Do I think 16-year-olds should be subject to this? No. Right. What Do I think 18-year-olds should be subject to this? No. Not so, without okay. volunteering themselves with a full understanding that they seriously have the potential to die. Even, I'll, I'll counter-argue this in a way, and... Not saying this is my stance or anything, but counter argument is that you could die in a traffic accident stateside, True. right? True, but that's not your decision. Yeah. Like, for the government to step in and make a decision for you and like, okay, Caden Thompson. Yeah. How old are you? 24. 24. You have the potential of living to be... 90 plus with current medicine and technology. Yep. Here's a gun. 
here's how you shoot it, here's how you storm a machine gun nest, blah, 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 blah. Welcome to Afghanistan. Okay, so... And, and, you okay, yep. are now here. You had no say in it. Now, two weeks later, you're on patrol, and you step on an IED. Say you, even if you don't die. Yeah. Okay? And I know you're thinking about joining the military, but yep. I really want you to process this. Okay. Two weeks later, you step on an IED. Yep. You lose one leg and one arm. And the government is the one that put you in that position. Yep. You did not do it willingly. Okay. Somebody else came in and said, you're going to do this. Okay. And and now you're missing a leg and an arm for the rest of your life. And your life expectancy is probably cut down by at least a quarter. Okay. How do you feel about that? Um, as far as mandatorily having to do that. It's hard for me to justify. It, it's hard for me because I don't know. Right. I haven't lived through it. So for me sitting Correct. here, I can't say it. But at the same time, how many people are mandatorily required to go through high school and suffer traumatic um, psychological issues for the rest of the life for the way that they were treated in this. It's, it's, there's so many things you can take into account. I'm not saying it's the same thing, right? Yeah, it it definitely isn't. Cause I I know you just saw the shit eating grin on my face. Well, it's not (laughs) even that. I'm just saying um, I have respect for people that have joined the military because they they took it upon themselves to enact on something greater than themselves. My so, idea is that you create a stronger society that is more bonded together, that is more united, and that may not even be important. That might not even be an important thing because it's all about humanity as a whole, not as just a nation. Right, right. Um, so... I'll come alongside of you and say, I understand where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. I think there's a better distinction for what you're talking about. And this is all in the basis of compromise because you live with me and I don't want to go to blows with you. <laughs> uh, but mandatory civil service. Mm-hmm. Sure. Mandatory, put your life on the line, military, in the shit service? No. I'm still saying you have a chance of, a a choice of choosing MOS. You still have a choice of saying, like, this is the path I want to go. Because there is a lot of people that want to go infantry. I was one of those out of high school. I wanted to go 0311. I wanted to fucking, like. And you'd probably be dead. Right. But that's a choice that I have. Yeah. And and my idea of if there's mandatory military service, there should be mandatory you get to choose what direction you go, whether it be admin, medical. What if you don't choose? It's like an open contract. It's like if you go into they the... They just send you where they need you? Yeah. Um, 
I think, I think especially, and I'm talking more now nowadays because I think warfare is more informational AI, that type of shit. Um, cause we came up like if this was Vietnam type era, I totally agree with you. That's putting your life on the fucking line. I'm talking about now where we're in a specific weird middle ground of being more informational driven. If you have the opportunity of going in and saying like, okay, it's mandatory. You have these three options. You have infantry, you have intelligence, you have admin, you give like five or six different options of like branches you want to go. Cause there will be infantry people that want to go and fight. So I, I'm going to counter you to that. Okay. That degree. I'll, just, just a little bit. I fucking love this. Like chess, dude. It's like fucking playing chess. I fucking love this. <laughs> uh, we'll have to wrap it up soon either way. Um, cause we're doing our experiment. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, um, okay, yeah, you have these different people that, like, I want to do infantry, I want to do this, I want to do that, but, you know, like, people don't, as an Mm 18-year-old, okay, you don't have any fucking idea, man. True. Like, like, seriously. Absolutely. 18-year-old me wanted different things than me now. And having been through war, treating casualties, losing friends, almost losing other friends, uh, I I don't know. It's just, it, it's not something I can get behind. And I'm not like a hippy-dippy person. You know that. Right. But, like, the amount of suffering so you you're saying opening up this program to like okay you choose what you want to choose and if you don't know then your needs of the military all those needs are going to be going to fucking infantry Mm -hmm. um i mean if you want any any sort of insight to this watch a terrible terrible 90s movie called starship troopers it's not terrible the acting's bad it's a great movie um keep going i'm just doing some math here but uh you know like this one guy he joins and he's like i want to be mobile infantry (laughs) and they're like here you go mobile infantry way to go and they send him out and he's like talking to the recruiter the recruiter's in a wheelchair missing both legs and an arm which isn't uncommon nowadays like we have people surviving injuries that they wouldn't have been able to survive 20 years ago Mm -hmm. based off of like the technology that we have and the advancements and like protective equipment and stuff like that. But this guy goes in and then someone dies during a training exercise and he's like, I want out. And then his, his home 
gets destroyed. His home city gets destroyed by the enemy. And he's like, I want back in. <laughs> you know? And he goes on deployment and everyone but him dies, basically. And I mean, like, that's that's not a very common thing to have happen, like the everyone but you dies sort of a thing. But I don't think people understand the psychological repercussions that being that young and putting that amount of responsibility on yourself entails. So. So. I mean, are you trying to figure out the U.S. military number? Yeah, total. Total? It's about 4 million. Okay, so I'll say, imagine it going from 4 million to, what's our population? 360 million? 350 million? Somewhere around there, yeah. If it went from that, the men who volunteered to do the work no one else wanted to do, to be a mandatory two years of 360 million people learning to work together... Well, you have to take that 360, figure out who's lower, who's younger than 18. Yeah. Who's older than 35. Right. But every single one of them would have served. That's, um, I mean, like it's a, it's a huge benefit to nation security, mm -hmm. national security for sure. Yeah. But the, the whole point of the American experiment is to not have to do that, man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, but is it worth fighting? This aggression for that? will not stand, man. And I don't agree with having to fight for anything, right? Like, I don't think. Okay, but but here's the thing: you're t you're talking about two separate ideals here. Mm -hmm. Um, let's check the time before we get into this, but, uh, we can end it now if we want to start another one. Sure. Okay. This has been another cheap shot discussions and my mic just fucking turned 90 degrees. Cheap shot hey. discussions with Caden and Dallas signing off. Email us motherfuckers. Oh, <laughs> oh.